welcome to the Honey Drip Podcast. I am Honey Bashan. I am a women's aligned business and personal transformation coach. I've been helping women to facilitate personal transformation and build abundant and aligned businesses for over five years now. So uh, I am here to just have an open-ended chat with you today. I'm not going to start with a recommendation because my chat is kind of full of them. And I did want to start by reminding you that I have a couple of spaces left for one-to-one coaching and they will be starting in late May. So that is my next opening for one-to-one coaching spaces. And then I won't have anything I believe until September. So if you are eager to get on to coaching, please get in touch now. Please hold that space for yourself. Uh, and also the sooner that you uh, kind of start that process, the longer your payment plan is. So then you will have time to save up and time to get together the funds for us to work together. And, you know, five months is a pretty good time, a pretty good amount of time to get your funds in order so that it doesn't feel stressful or like something that's a pressure on you. So if you're interested in one-to-one coaching, you can check out all of the details in the show notes. I am not one of those coaches who's a cowboy who hides their prices and gets you to have like five different calls before I reveal my gigantic price that you cannot afford. My prices are on my website. They always have been. Please don't send me a DM saying that you want to work with me until you have checked that you can afford to. Uh, and they, they're there. They're always going to be there for you. Full transparency here. And yeah, if you have any questions about why those prices are there, what what you get out of that or what you're paying for, just reach out. I'm happy to explain it. I love being really transparent and really honest. So this is my ramble. I did check in with you guys on Instagram to make sure that you did like my ramble episodes. I'm not probably going to talk for as long as I have in the past just because I've recorded quite a few podcasts in a row today and I feel like my throat is going to give out, but I did want to share, you know, what's going on with me, really lighthearted, you know, some updates on my health journey because I know that there are other people going through similar things and also just like share with you some of the stuff that I've been working through and um, working on. And I guess I'll start from a little bit of a potentially a little bit more of a dark place but I think it is a dark place that a lot of people have been in so I so if you know I tell me if I'm wrong but it sounds like a lot of people find that Christmas New Year period a little bit crunchy and I was always someone who put way too much Uh, emphasis on New Year's Eve and that is probably because my birthday is the 3rd of Jan so Christmas, New Year's and my birthday are kind of always mushed into one. Uh, If you are a cappy baby you will know that you get you know um, two for one presents at Christmas or for your birthday you like I literally basically cannot go out for dinner on my birthday because everywhere is shut um it's just there's like there's a lot going on and it's almost as if New Year's Eve is kind of like really wrapped up in me turning a year older 
and I don't feel bad about turning a year older but there's something it's like it's kind of weird it's I don't know tell me if I'm wrong tell me if there's other Capricorns who've had that experience or if you're not a Capricorn but you just really don't vibe with that season and I spent I had Christmas with my partner if you don't know my mum passed away hmm, 12 years ago now and my mum was really the linchpin that got everyone to get together at Christmas and when she passed away it just kind of all like flopped and so we all kind of do our own things and I was surprised to hear that a lot of people have had that experience and that's actually super super common made me feel less bad about it that after someone passes away like usually families just go off and kind of do their own thing they kind of splinter I guess into the little factions and so I had had Christmas with my partner it was like really no big deal we didn't even have a Christmas meal because we ate too much cheese and we actually had a Christmas meal the next day I also really like it's even when my mom is alive I'm the cook in the family I'm I'm the best cook I'm the best chef and I always had to cook like everything uh, for you know ever since I was an adult and cooking this year uh, I nowadays I only do yotomoto lingi on uh, Christmas so that's fun it's a different kind of food than what I would normally eat it is a hell of a lot more oil salt and sugar than I would normally eat but it's yummy and it's colorful and that's nice but you know it's it's a lot of effort even if it's just for two people like because you want to have like you know a few different meal a few different sides and all of that and I was really kind of like over it this year I was really kind of a little bit resentful a little bit pissed off um, and fed up having just just sluggered out in the kitchen for basically a full day in the heat of summer here in Australia so Christmas was like so so and also you know not to be too much of a downer but it is the first Christmas since my dogs passed away and I had her for 11 years and you know last year it was so nice having the four of us with the little puppy cinnamon and then us three and you know she's she's so important to me and I just think when you lose someone even if you're like not actively really down in the depths of grief these big milestones can kind of drudge it up and in my experience they drudge it up in quite an unconscious way so or subconscious way like you don't even really know why you're off Um, until you kind of reflect and accept it tell me if anyone else has had that experience so Christmas was a little bit of a downer and then my partner went away for I think about a week so he was away for New Year's Eve and came back for my birthday but I knew that I was doing New Year's Eve by myself by choice I could have there's friends I could have hung out with in Melbourne and there was friends I could have hung out with here Um, And I'm sure if I reached out to people, I could have found something to do. But I kind of really liked the idea of having a really intentional night, uh, writing manifestation lists, doing my vision board, doing my planning for 2023, uh, going to bed early, eating a nice dinner, etc. Now, (laughs) that's not really what happened, if I'm honest. And I made one 
big fat mistake. And that was that I bought myself a bottle of Innocent Bystander Moscato to have like over that week. I don't drink really. Um, I probably have like six drinks in a year. And so I just had like a, honestly, like half a wine glass of this 4% Moscato. But I also don't eat a lot of sugar. So I think when I have stuff like that, the sugar and the alcohol is kind of doesn't make me feel very good. And I had that in the early evening and it just it tasted so yummy like if you can get that it's it's so delicious but it just didn't make me feel that good and I kind of felt off and I kind of felt like a bit wobbly and weird and that kind of set the tone and because there was quite a few parties in my street and then there was the fireworks my dog was like really on edge and she kept barking and So this concept of like having an early night and going to sleep just kind of didn't really happen. And then I had all these people messaging me at like 11 and midnight and one o'clock and, you know, normally I wouldn't have my phone on, but I had like turned it on because I couldn't sleep. And then all these messages were coming through. So it's kind of like, it wasn't good. I didn't feel good about it. I didn't do what I wanted to do. Um, It was kind of all over the place. I did spend a lot of the afternoon reading in the garden, which is, you know, amazing. I think I went for a swim that day too, but it really set quite a foul tone for those first few days of the year, including my birthday, if I'm honest. And I know there was something going on astrologically for cappies and they kind of said, you know, you won't feel good until the 20th of January or whatever, but this was quite pronounced, to be honest. So definitely, and I will say, you know, on TikTok, there were so many people sharing their solo night on New Year's Eve, sharing their nighty and sharing their night at the movies, sharing them reading their bed with, reading in bed with their dog until eight o'clock and then going to sleep. And that felt really, really supportive. And next year, all I need to do is I actually need to be really intentional and I need to, rather than have this vague idea that I'm going to do XXX, actually have it all planned and plotted out and and have stuff bought for a nice dinner and, and definitely no alcohol. So that was kind of my start to the year. My birthday was okay. Um, we just had a local meal here, and then I think we came home and watched. We watched Scream, the the fifth or the fourth, the latest one that was out last year. Really, really bad. They've destroyed that franchise. I'm so so heartbroken. But we watched it nonetheless. We, my partner, bought us a TV for Christmas. We hadn't had one. For the last, you know, I haven't had one in my house for over 10 years. So, you know, we had a proper movie night. That was pretty nice. And my partner did take me out for a fancy dinner when the restaurants opened on the Thursday. Um, But, you know, my only other downer thing is that I am still having these really serious issues with this pain, which I've been having for three years now that I attributed to ovulation and my I've seen two doctors now over three years and the doctors kind of like you know checked cancers and everything and then one doctor was really sure that I had Crohn's which is like a gastrointestinal issue uh, and then the other major player in the room is endometriosis So I've had like three internal ultrasounds and I've jumped through all of the hoops and I'm 
finally, finally getting to speak to a gynecologist to set up a, you know, an investigative surgery to work out what's going on. But the reason I say that is that I got this really bad pain during this really fancy, expensive meal and I could barely sit up straight. So that's kind of where I started the year, but I still feel positive and radiant and I'm really happy that I've been exercising a lot and all of that kind of stuff. But funnily enough, um, and also thinking about if you guys are goal setting and and how you uh, reflect on yourself and review yourself and the standards that you hold yourself to, I was really struggling to exercise in November, halfway through November and the first half of December. And because I use Peloton, it tracks everything. So you can kind of just look and you see all of the days that you had off. What I will say is I haven't missed a week in 24 weeks. I've exercised every single week. Um, and the most that I would have off is like three or four days. I would never have longer than that. But in an ideal world, I'm doing something every day, whether that's a stretch class or a really high intensity ride or a strength training. I want to do something every day. But I was kind of really beating myself up for how many non-workout days there was. And then I found out that I had all of these ovarian cysts rupture. So I had had this scan and I, you know, when you have an ultrasound and like the ultrasound tech like tells you the results, even though they're not supposed to. This woman had said to me, oh, everything looks fine. Like you, everything looks perfect. So I didn't book in to chat with my doctor about it until this week and I chat with my doctor and my doctor's like oh yeah you had multiple cysts rupture and there's like all of this fluid just free floating in your pelvis of inflammation from these ovarian cysts and so your body is processing all of this inflammation and, and potentially toxins that were you know acquired by these cysts so you know no wonder I didn't work out that much and I just say that to you know just be gentle with yourself listen to your body honor yourself don't hold your body to anyone else's standards um do what it needs and yeah use your intuition and you know even just be careful like with people like that ultrasound tech you know her telling me that everything was fine kind of gaslit my own intuition and everything was really 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 not fine so um yeah just just be gentle with yourself you actually never know what's going on there can be so many different things going on in your body especially in terms of working out and diet you might not know what your body needs that month so just take it easy and and be gentle with yourself so that is all of my negative nancy out of the way (laughs) hopefully it wasn't it's only 15 minutes guys of being negative so i hope that's okay with you guys and you know if you are someone who's on that endometriosis or even the crohn's disease journey because you know those are my two the two um people in the room that we're thinking that is going on with me um yeah please reach out i know endo is such a difficult thing to have diagnosed i know you know it affects your hormones it affects your weight it affects fatigue um, and so does crohn's so if you are on that journey i feel for you and 
I apologize for the medical system and I'm sure it's been really difficult for you to get help and be heard and be taken seriously. Um, so I'm here for you and yeah, I'm sorry. So one thing positive that I have been doing a few things is that I've been reading a ton and I've really been prioritizing reading. Um, you know, I like to read at least two hours a day and I will do that, you know, in that funny time between the end of work and before dinner. And also I go to bed early and I lie in bed and read for hours, just taking a sip of water. So I've been racking up the books. I think I'm recording this on the 11th of January and I think I've already read seven books. So that feels juicy. Uh, you know, I read a lot of like murder mysteries that are just so quick because you just really want to know what happens. So you just kind of smash through them. I've been reading a lot of Lisa Jewell, as in the diamond jewel. Um, and they're really great. They're just interesting whodunits. And the one that I have loved out of all of them is a book called The Night She Disappeared. Really, really interesting. And it's not really like a gory. None of them are gory. My sister used to be really into these detective novels and I tried to read one this year and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is so gory. I don't want to know about the crime as it happens. I want to know about the investigation and how it was pieced apart afterwards or the, the mystery, you know. So highly recommend all of those books. I did for my birthday buy myself a Kindle. And this is something that I was always, I didn't think I would be that into because I love physical books. It has surprised me how much I'm enjoying it. And I think a big part of that is, you know, I often read big, heavy books and they can be really cumbersome. You know, if you're anything like me, you've probably dropped it on your face a thousand times. And I read with a clip-on red light reading lamp. And you're always having to, like, bend that little clip-on light around so that you can see. Um, and it's, it's annoying. So having a little tablet that I have it on dark mode, so the background is black and the text is white, and I have it really warm, and I have it on, like, one or two light setting so it's really really dull but then you don't have to have a light on you don't have to have a lamp you don't have to have a clip on reading light you can just read the thing and it's really small and really light and it feels really comfortable um you know and I think as well being autistic like I'm just more aware of how things feel as in physically than other people so you know if the book feels awkward to hold like my body kind of protests more than other people whereas having this it just feels lighter it feels easier and I you know I am just getting started so I did buy a little like flip cover for it and I think that was probably a bad decision because that flip cover is actually really uncomfortable for me to hold and I have seen on TikTok people will have like a pop socket on the back or They'll, they'll have non a, a non um, like a flip cover but rather just a case for it if they drop it. So if you're a Kindle reader and you have you know tested out all those accessories and you've worked out a really good way to hold or 
have your Kindle, like please send me recommendations because I'm sure I know that other people have worked this out. And I have seen on TikTok, there's a lot of people who will have like a floor Kindle uh, stand that clips onto their Kindle and holds it just in front of their face. And then they have a little remote that they press the pages. And that's pretty hectic. I don't think I'm going to do that. Maybe I will one day. But yeah, if you have any little accessories or anything that makes like Kindle better to um, read with, please let me know. And yeah, like I'll still borrow books from the library. I'll still buy books, especially books that, you know, from the if it's like a beautiful color, I'll probably buy it. If it's something that I really, really want, I'll buy it. If it's something that I don't really want to spend money on, but I want to check it out, I'll get it from the library. But it, you know, another autism thing is like I'm really, really funky with dust. So having a pile of books on my bedside table, collecting dust and creating little dust bunnies, um, really stuff me up and makes me not feel comfortable or able to sleep. So this is a, it's actually solving a lot of problems that I didn't know I had so yeah if you have any suggestions for Kindle um, please let me know and yeah I'm and the other thing that I'm trying to do this year I haven't done it every single day but I have done it most days is read one chapter of a business book every single day and that has felt really really good and it's meant that I've finished like two or three business books this year whereas previously business books are you know you don't want to read a business book you want to read a, a murder mystery that's totally fair enough but you do get a lot out of them and it's kind of funny I'm getting to the point with the reading business books that I'm starting to notice when people are plagiarizing other people you know and that I've read enough now to know where the ideas originated from, so that's been a really interesting experience too. I had, I don't know if I said this last year, but I did go and buy and splurge on a, a sun lounger, so I was spending a lot of time sitting out in the sun reading a book. Uh, it's just too hot at the moment, so I'm actually, I've pulled it around to be underneath our grapevine and I just sit out there and read a book. and. My cat, I did a TikTok of she just on those really hot days, like she's she's such a cold fish, she just loves the heat. She just curls up underneath one of our olive trees and sits in the sun there in the breeze and melts and she's just in absolute heaven. So that's really lovely. One funny thing that I have started doing recently. Uh, so I'm 35 and I am starting to watch the original Gossip Girl from the start. I've never watched it before. Yes, it is very basic. Like this is not requiring me to think at all. It's really something that, you know, if I'm cleaning or if I just want to have a veg out or even if I'm doing like a long skincare routine, like I do, I do like my new face and lymphatic massage and reflexology tool and gua sha and all that and that can be like a good 20 minutes so I'll just pop it on my laptop while I'm doing that it's been really nice and also sometimes when I'm in the bath cold baths at the moment um, so I'm watching that from the start I think I'm at the start of season two and oh my god like if you're a young person you're not going to get this but 
you know, that that time when Gossip Girl was out, I feel was like kind of my heyday. Like that's when I was partying and I was really out and I was going to art school and I was like trying to be this like cool artist. And the fashion, like, like there are th- like I wore those things. I talked about those things. I listened to that music. Music was music's actually quite good, but the fashion of that time was so gross. Like, can anyone remember? I think Blair Waldorf was wearing one on one of the episodes. Those dresses that had like the gathered puffy hemline. So it actually literally looks like you're walking around with a full nappy on. I I bought one of those dresses. I wanted it so much. I got it by like a local Melbourne designer and it was like, you know, my best dress. So disgusting. Like you literally look like you have a, you've pooped your pants and you're walking around with poop in your pants. Like it's just, my God, the fashion and it's like, I get like Y2K is like big right now, which was a bit earlier than Gossip Girl fashion. It's probably not big right now. I'm totally aging myself. Maybe it was last year. Um, but this particular fashion era of like 2008-ish, um, 2010, ooh, so awful. And like just so unflattering. Like you see, you know, to, um, what's her name? Blake Lively. And she's like thin and she's pretty and she's gorgeous. But this dress just makes her look like a dumpster in the worst way like just just the fashion was so unflattering um yeah so if you're younger than me like thank you lucky stars that you didn't go through that in your heyday um but that's been really nice it's been nice to have a long show to watch and something silly and something light-hearted i have watched the new one as well it's a little bit too shoving the woke down your throat but um it's it's cute anyway so those are some things that i've been ingesting and consuming media wise i have done a little diet shift recently which i know people will find interesting i definitely don't mean to trigger anyone or upset anyone i know i've got a lot of vegan and vegetarian followers um so you know i apologize if this is upsetting to you you know, being 35, being perimenopausal, having all this hormonal stuff going on, and when you're perimenopausal, you know, you're, you're usually going to lean towards estrogen dominance, which means that has implications for your insulin, which means that you can't have much carbohydrate. Carbohydrate, no matter what source it comes from, is going to make you feel really sluggish, especially if it's uh, simple carbohydrates, the kind of I think, you know, I was explained to by some naturopath that, uh, you know, when normal people have carbohydrates, if you've got balanced hormones, it kind of like peaks your glycemic level or whatever for a few hours. But for people with estrogen dominance, it's like two days. And that's why, you know, that concept of I look at a piece of cake and I gain weight, that's actually kind of truly happening in this scenario. So for quite a long time, I've had this feeling that I wanted to try carnivore diet. I, I am also anemic, it's really hereditary in my family. And I've just had this really intuitive feeling that the more animal protein and dairy that I eat, the better I'm gonna feel. So for the for January, I've started. It's not something that I enjoy. Uh, it can make me feel a bit sick, 
but I feel the best I've ever felt. <laughs> like I feel energetic. I don't feel fatigued. I don't feel tired. I feel clear. I don't have brain fog. Um, and yeah, like I'm probably eating more animal products than, than I want to, but I feel really, really, really good. So this is just a little message. No matter what diet or what your body is telling you to do, listen to your body and just try it and see how you feel. Because I really do think that our bodies know so much more than our brains do. And our bodies are trying to help us all the time. So it's just been a little interesting thing. I have been, I think that was like a... I don't know if she called it hormone balancing, but it was like a high protein breakfast bar that is like eggs, chicken sausage, cheese, and broccoli. And I've been making those. And when I cook it, I actually also make this homemade herb and shallot butter. And I just kind of scatter that butter on top and then all the herbs and the shallots melt into it. It's really, really good. Um, so definitely give that a try. Being that it is in summer, I have been really enjoying not only really long morning walks, but sunset walks with my dog. I've really realized that walking her after dinner is very helpful for any naughty toilet stuff that she was doing. She has full access to go outside and go to the toilet, but for some reason she much prefers going to the toilet on a walk. So we've been taking her for a walk and it's kind of solved a lot of dramas and she's been going swimming in the lake if you don't know my house backs onto a lake it's really really beautiful great for swimming and i've pretty much been swimming and reading every day uh, especially getting off work at five ish and it's still really warm going and having a swim and reading there and dunking the dog in the lake she doesn't love swimming but she doesn't hate it as much as my older dog did and it is interesting to see when we go for a walk in the heat because she has long wiry hair and she's mostly black she gets really really hot and then I will dunk her in and then she's all of a sudden got all this energy and she's really excited and she must feel a lot better so it probably looks a bit cruel but her reaction tells me that it is good for her and she enjoys it so we've been doing a lot of swims doing a lot of reading by the lake um, doing a lot of walking around the lake doing a lot of reading while walking around the lake and yeah I've definitely I used to do like a 70 minute walk by myself around this area but it has just been too hot like it's just too uncomfortable to do that long walk on the asphalt road so I have been using my walking pad I have a walking pad and a electric stand-up desk and I just use that for pretty much half of the day. I do like anywhere between 15,000 and 30,000 steps and that's kind of my what I've been doing instead of my long walk. My office, my studio where I work, you know, I'm really proud that I have created a space that is so health oriented. Just to let you know into my little studio world, I will do some TikToks on it. My studio has only natural lighting. Uh, if I work at night, it's just candles. My Peloton bike is in my studio so that I see it all the time. So it's like, it's not something that you can ignore. You know, it's right there. And 
it's not to say that I would, you know, that doing a Peloton ride is beating myself up. Honestly, doing a Peloton, Peloton is like, gives me so much confidence, so much motivation. Uh, the instructors, the things they say, honestly, I am almost in tears every single ride that I do because of how motivational those instructors are and how, uh, how much they are supportive in the things that they say and, you know, doing things with your body that you didn't think was possible. And, you know, I've almost done 300 rides this week. I've worked out, I'll easily get to 700 rides this year. Like, that was not a possibility two years ago. So doing that, it just, yeah, it feels so, so, so empowering. So actually, I know some people might think that having an exercise bike in your studio so that you see it is like not a healthy thing, but it gives me so much. So I have my Peloton bike there kind of pride of place and also so that I see it. I have a rebounder because getting a bit older you know I need to really take care of my lymphatic health and I think everyone should and I also have my walking pad and my stand-up desk so it's all really set up I've set up my desk so that I can look out onto my beautiful garden and my beautiful flowers that I've grown and get the natural light and it feels like an office that is really set up for health and well-being which you know is one of my highest values so it feels really really good and I'm really really proud of it and I I love it I adore it even though you know having all this exercise equipment in your office kind of doesn't look that good and I haven't quite worked out what to do with my um, walking pad when I'm not using it and I did also spend money at the start of the year on an ergonomic desk chair oh my god if you are not working when you sit on an ergonomic proper expensive desk chair with lumbar support such a difference such a huge difference honestly i was sitting on a stool with a sheepskin on top and i would just not want to do work because my back would hurt and the amount of more work that i can do just because i'm in that ergonomic chair has been totally totally wild Uh, I don't really feel like there's too much more that I want to say. I've been really loving turning my phone off and keeping it in a drawer, you know, after five o'clock to 10 or nine or whatever the next day. That is something that I'm, I'm just doing more and more in my life. So, you know, if you're someone who texts me and I never text you back, that's why, because literally my phone's off. Um... So that's been really, really lovely and I've just been enjoying reading more and moving my body and enjoying being out in summer and hopefully for anyone listening to this who is in the Southern Hemisphere, that doesn't feel too bad to hear. And I, yeah, I'm grateful for you listening to my ramble. I hope that you're inspired by a few things. I hope that you feel seen or heard by a few things. Uh, If you've never watched Gossip Girl, maybe you go back and start it with me. Maybe you get a Kindle, maybe you read tons of murder mysteries to let yourself indulge. And if you've loved this, please share it. Please let me know and I will see you next week.